Every Thursday, Andy Griffin sits down and hashes it out with the mayors of Southern Utah. What's going on in your town? Find out now. It's Mayor Thursday on News Radio 949-890-KDXU. Andy Griffin here, live from Hash House to Go-Go with Mayor John Pike, St. George City Mayor. And uh, I, I have a little secret out here, Mayor. This is the same equipment that we're using here. I'm going to be using tomorrow night, and I've used for years at football games. Oh. And I'm a little bit excited for football season to be here. Just just a teeny just bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, I just, just a bit. <laughs> uh, going up to Springville, watch the Dixie Flyers, number one ranked team in the state, take on the Springville Red Devils. They played them, I think, like 12 or 13 years in a row to open the season. Always a great game. I, I yep. can't even remember one that wasn't within, a, you know, a few points. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I admit I'm, I love football, and it's here, and I'm happy. You know, it's a great time of year. I love it, too. Is there anything better than sitting down in the in the late summer, you know, fall, uh, early fall uh, at a football game in the sun? And, you know, whether yeah. it's uh, high school or whether it's college, I look forward to going to Dixie State games and as well as, you know, Dixie High. In my case, that's where my youngest daughter goes to Dixie High. So nice. that's that's great. And I'm, I'm glad you're you're calling it. That would be so much fun. Yeah, uh, reunion be back together with Mike McGarry. He and I are going to ride oh, up together good. and uh, enter the game live. Uh, our other uh, our other game is Desert Hills and Highland on our, our sister station ESPN Radio ninety seven point seven FM. So is that here or up at Highland? That's that's here. Here, so good, good. Yeah, and then we'll have that also on CEC TV. Colleges uh, again, yeah. we're partnering with them to to broadcast those on CEC TV. So yeah, football season's here. Oh, oh, that's great. Oh, I love it. I do too. Two weeks from today is the BYU Utah yeah. rivalry game. The opening war yeah. now. At BYU. Are you allowed to, to say your allegiance in this case, or as a mayor, do you try to play it down the middle a little bit? Oh, I'm a Ute. Yeah, I'll just okay. say it. I'll just say it. Right. But but I'm not uh, – I, I have to be fair, both as the mayor and the fact that I have a sister and a daughter who went to the wall. So, you know, we're equal opportunity uh, uh, sports team lovers, and, and frankly, uh, I, I think, you know, the, I had a daughter go to the U – and a daughter go to the Y, and I've got a son and a daughter who have gone or are going to SUU. And, and you know, they're all great schools, um, but I will say, uh, uh, even though I was kind of born and raised a Ute, um, BYU offers an incredible education, mm-hmm. a, a great environment, and I, I've never felt that I had a, a, a child who was safer if you will, than on BYU's campus. And yeah, I'm, I'm serious when I say that. I really, I, I felt really good having her there, and she loved it. And, you know, so I think you you let your kids go where the best fit is for them. And, and I, I'm, yeah. I'm not such a rabid fan that I can't uh, appreciate, and, and I really do appreciate all of our schools. We're, we're pretty fortunate in the state of Utah, I think. Back, back in the late 80s when I went to college, um, BYU was more expensive than the other schools, yep, not uh, and it's actually turned now. Yep. It's actually the the cheapest for if you're a member of the LDS Church. It's it's the cheapest school in the state. Yep. Uh, but uh, so I went to BYU uh, before I was married. Once I got married, uh, we couldn't afford for both of us to go to BYU. So we transferred, uh, did a little bit of time at Solid Community College, and they ended up graduating from Utah State University. So that's another game, uh, another school go. in the mix. So yeah. technically I'm an Aggie, but I grew up in a BYU household, but mm-hmm. my best friends all went to the U, and they were in the marching band at the University of Utah. So They have a great uh, marching band. They do, they do. And, and so I, you know, and then having been a member of the media for 30 years now, it kind of, 
I'm not going to say it takes a fan out of you, but it tempers the fan. I, I'm not, you know, I used to be, when I was 18, I was a rabid BYU fan. Now, I, you know, I love BYU, but I love the Utes. I love yeah. the Aggies. I, anything Utah. Yeah. It's kind of like, like Region 9 sports. Absolutely. You know, I, I root for Dixie and Desert Hills yeah. and Snow Canyon and Pineview and Hurricane. And, we want to see them all do well. Now Crimson Cliffs. Now Crimson Cliffs, yeah. So, and they don't have a field quite yet, do they? They're I think I think it's I think it's re- it'll be ready by week three, which is their home opener. So they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I've good. been watching it closely because even though it's not kind of my project, a city project, yeah. we we have a lot of uh, uh, stock in the in the game, if you will, because we've got about I don't know sixty percent of the students are from St. George, mm-hmm. even though that school's right on the border and it's in Washington. It is technically we, the first high school in this area is. that's in Washington that's City. Yep. And I'm glad for that. I think that's good. And, and uh, you know, we've built a couple of roads to help get the students there safely, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure, over the course of the, the, the hour today. But um, anyway, I'm, I'm, you know, I have a September birthday, and so oh. even though as a kid I, I actually, you know, I enjoyed my summers a ton. I, am, I loved summer. That meant for me growing up lots of fun outside yeah that, that's i mean you know i just did all kinds of stuff but but i have to admit i liked the fall i liked my birthday coming in the fall it it sort of helped with going back to school <laughs> yeah. but but i love the fall it's probably my favorite time of year i really love the fall and sp- sports is part of that yeah you know? for sure for yeah. sure big part of that uh by the way if you want to check in and, and talk with me or the mayor the phone number is 6735890673589090 i have a list of things we want to talk about but again, as always if listeners have complaints or questions or whatever we would gladly take them here on the air 6735890 is the phone number a couple of things we'll talk about the, the traffic situation out there at Crimson Cliffs let's start off with the county fair uh, for the first time uh, that I'm aware of, uh, uh, the uh, fair committee was dissolved and the fair was put on by the St. George City Chamber of Commerce. Yep. Uh, and uh, just your assessment, Mayor, I mean, obviously you've you got to be a little biased because these are friends and, and employees and, and, and people that you work with all the time. But do you feel like things went as well as can be expected for the first time? Yeah, I think so. You know, um uh, it, Pam and Susie in particular, you know, I think we're kind of running the point. And Susie, it's something, Susie Lafayette, a lot of people know Susie. She's incredible. It's something she'd always wanted to do, kind of interesting. And and um, the, the even though it's the St. George Area Chamber of Commerce, they're not really a city, you know, department, okay. but yeah. we're certainly very close to them. And I was proud of them because anytime you take something on, you know, all politics and and uh, any, you know, questions or issues aside, you're going to have some, uh, you're going to have some, you know, difficulties, you're going to have some new things, but they tried to mix a few thing up, things up. And I think they, they did a good job. They'd probably make some recommendations for some additional changes, like even when it's held, right? You know, as we've talked and about And that's before. a big topic. It yeah. is a big topic. It is for me. Honestly, uh, for me, uh, here I live in, in St. George, where it gets a little warm occasionally. Um, I, I don't love the heat, you know, and so um, I don't spend a lot of time at the fair, but I, I do always go at least, you know, once. I always go on the, on the first night, and we kind of kick it off together and, and with my fellow mayors and with the city or the county commissioners and, and uh, the fair committee. And they've done it. You know, they worked hard. And, you know, as far as I know, I don't think other than that the chamber got paid, you know, to help do this. Um, 
because it's a full-time kind of, you know, work for, for a year for at least a person. Yeah. And then there's all these board members, they don't get paid anything. And so, you know, I I appreciate uh, all that they did. And I think it was a lot of fun. A lot of people went, a lot of people, uh, you know, I know had a great time. They moved the, you might have noticed if you went, they moved all the rides and everything, the kind of the carnival side of it to kind of front and center, which I think was good. Uh, A lot of people go for that and they didn't have to walk so far. And um, and uh, and they have, uh, you know, not a brand new, but just in the last couple of years, the new Grafton building, which is a really nice building, yeah. air conditioned, good to have some things inside. And so anyway, I liked some of their, their improvements and they uh, they had blood, sweat and tears. Right. Yeah. And uh, not Earth, Wind and Fire. Not Earth, Wind and Fire. Uh, that was, that, we had some fun with that. Didn't yeah, we, last we, time. we learned. Yeah. But anyway, I and some local musicians and lots of local people of course involved through love and theft i think was one of the bands that was there which i I hadn't heard of them but i understand they put on a really good show i didn't didn't get to see it but uh, i saw part of it yeah Yeah, and it was they're really good so i i think they did a great job and i would be one that would be advocating for oh you know could we look at may or something you Hmm. know Um, that's interesting you know and and we and we talked about a little bit with the fair i had a couple people on the fair committee Susie didn't make it but she sent a couple of people and uh you know i i said what so what's the status on on the on the month change or the time time that we do it and i said one of the questions i have is isn't the fair traditionally about harvest yep so then you've got to deal with the fact that but they reminded me that uh, washington county or excuse me clark county in nevada has had it in may uh, for quite often and it's not been a problem so uh, but yeah that's something we'll look at uh, you know, it's not like you were assigning them, like like the chamber was assigned to do, uh, okay, let's put rose bushes in all the parks. This, the county fair was a huge, huge project. It is. So much go into yeah. it. And fortunately, there's a lot of volunteers and, and people that work for free to help you. But, I mean, that's, that's big. And there had to be a big learning curve. And I, and I think probably this first one, and we don't know how long they're going to be right. contracted to do it, but this first one had to be a huge learning experience. They learn. Okay, this worked. This didn't. We need to adjust this. We need to tweak this. And as you said, maybe the biggest one would be: Do we go from August to May? Yeah. And I, you know, I'm pretty sure that uh, that that is a sentiment that is shared by a number of people. So if they can figure out a way to make it work, as you said, the one thing we know is we can't go much later because no. you got to tie. School. Yeah, school, and then you got to tie into the state fair as well. Right. That's right. And because so, your award winners yep. get to go on up to yep. state, and if you if you have it in September, then when the state fair is over, too bad for you. I That's guess. right. Yep. So, you know, hey, we'll we'll do and we'll support whatever you know the majority of folks in charge uh, um, decide. And really, this is a county thing, so the city doesn't have quite as much to do with it. But they, the county's uh, a great partner. We always work together. You know, even if we don't uh, ha- share the same opinions on everything, we work together really well. And uh, I appreciate the uh, county commissioners focus on the fair. Uh, Victor Iverson uh, took a real uh, focus on it, uh, interest in it this year. And, um, and, and I know he's, um, he's close to Pam Palermo, who is mm-hmm. the executive director of the chamber. And so I think that helped make this more seamless this year as well, because they just, they were, you know, just like, you know, glue. They were, they were together on it, making sure that everything was covered. I, so again, always going to be some, uh, learning uh, that happens with a first-year event uh, in the case of the organizers, but I think they did a fantastic job. 
Speaking of relationships between the county and the city, the county uh, clerk auditor, Kim Haven, told me he helped you guys with your vote counting Yes, uh, with the recent election. Uh, first of all, let's talk about voter turnout. Uh, it, it was a mail-in election. It was a primary, so it wasn't, I guess, maybe the motivation for voters wasn't real high because it's a primary and not an actual, you yeah. know, decide who's in type election. Uh, how did you feel about the election, how it turned out, the, the way things were set up? Um, you know, we'll have to see. Um, how it really goes, uh, because there's still, as I understand it, um, there's still approximately um, 1,700 votes that haven't been counted. Yet. Oh, wow. That could, um, that could change things. It could, um, especially on the, you know, kind of the the last spot, you know, or two. Right. Um, and, and what we're talking about, there were 13 candidates for city council, yep. and the primary was to whittle that down to six for yep. three spots available. So they were get, cutting it down from 13 to six. And you're right, you get down to that five, six, seven, eight area, those are all yep. relatively close. They're all within you know, those last those last three are within, as I recall, about 150 votes of each other, you know, one one to the next. And so, yeah, it's 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 it may not be likely, uh, but there could be a change in the, you know, possibly in the sixth spot, you know. But I would say this. So I don't know the exact percentage. We're at about 25 percent today. But when they finish counting all those votes, that'll go up a little bit. Maybe to 30. Yeah, maybe to 30. You know, I got I got to say, I was hoping for a better turnout. Mm-hmm. Uh, the vote by mail has, has typically produced a much higher turnout than normal uh, elections, if you will. But. I think when you look at having an election in August, first of all, you know, and that's the state, you know, that's the state determines that. But you have an election in August. Uh, it's the first week of school. Other things on people's minds, um, even though it's vote in and you could send it in earlier, which I did. I sent yeah, mine in early. Yeah. And, uh, but still, the other thing is it's municipal. There were three in our case and in all cases down here, there were three uh, city council seats in each city that were up, you know, and in our case, all three incumbents were running, but we still had, as you mentioned, 13 candidates total. I think there's a lot of people that just, they, they don't know some of these people that are running. And right. if they do, if they, if they know uh, whether it's an incumbent or, or a new candidate, if they know them, they say, yeah, I want that person. If they don't know them, it's a little bit of a struggle for them to go and find information on them. And the uh, chamber, speaking of the chamber, did a really nice piece, as you know, on on uh, actually a couple different things, one more narrative and one just kind of yes or no answers hmm. on some key topics. And they made that available on their uh, on their, um, their website. website and Facebook. And, you know, it was shared with the media and stuff. And that was probably the most helpful thing uh, for me. Um, and I, I know most of the candidates. But, hey, let's face it, most people aren't aren't as into this as I am. You know, I, I'm, I'm in the middle of it and live it. And, and so 25%, maybe 30% by the time all said and done, that's a lot better than normal. Typically, yeah. we'd be expecting 11 to 15% is all. Well, for a primary in August, yes. so people sit out, you know, outside or whether yep. stand in line at 105, they're not going to go. You know, they're not going to go. And so. I will tell you this, very few people came in and voted on Election Day. And and so, and that's okay if they're sending their ballots in, they're driving right, 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 right. And so this is the first time we've done that for a municipal election. Last time, last year, of course, it was a midterm right. national state election. And, and so that's always got a little bit more publicity. 
a little more polling going on, a little more, you know, uh, media paying attention to it. So I feel actually, I feel good about it. It's a good improvement. I hope we can find ways to have it be even better. Awesome. We do have one caller on the line. Before yeah. we go to weather, let's let's take a phone call. Caller, you're on with uh, Andy and with Mayor John Pike. Yeah, good morning. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, yeah, a while back I called and talked to you about the recycling thing, and I understand that on Monday there was a meeting, and I wonder if you could tell us what the outcome of that meeting was. Yes, there was a meeting of the, what's called the um, – Washington County Solid Waste Improvement District on Monday night um, is a public meeting and uh, that an open meeting. And at that meeting, uh, we uh, voted to authorize the termination of the recycler that we've been using, uh, Rocky Mountain Recycling, and to approve uh, Republic Services as our new recycler. And so what that means to the public is over the next few months, and it will take us a few months to get this this transition done. But uh, we will um, we will communicate with the public through, you know, probably a lot city. As I mentioned, I think last time, city websites, um, your utility bills, and so forth, to try to kind of re uh, re educate everyone as to here are the things that are we're really able to recycle today. Uh, that that we can sell, that we can market. And so we will be doing that over the next few months. We also approved that plan, if you will, to actually have someone help us do that, spend a little bit of money, not very much, but a little bit to help us educate people uh, through these different ways. You'll see that happening over the next month or two. Um, but uh, the good news is I, I can't remember how much I was able to say and how much I did say last last time, but uh, Republic has a recycling um uh, sorting center down in the Las Vegas area. And so the good news is what, you know, if everyone kind of follows the, the list of here are the things that we want you to, to put in your blue can, then we will be recycling all of it, you know, and that's what we want to do. We don't want to waste money and waste effort. We want what goes in the blue can to be sorted and recycled. And so Republic has a modern, you know, brand new, It's a, when I say brand new, it's a couple years old, uh, sorting facility down in Vegas. And uh, so what goes there uh, will be, and that's their commitment, it will be recycled. They will have buyers for it. And uh, so it, the, the downside is uh, it, it costs a little bit more uh, to, to do that. But I would, if we're going to have a recycling um, plan, then our program, I want to make sure that it's actually being recycled. So we will not be charging um, customers, citizens, any more for this service, uh, but it will be costing the district a little bit more. Uh, and so we will be essentially subsidizing that through our savings, if you will, um, uh, from, you know, just where we've been conservative over the years so we'll subsidize that for the next year and a half which is the duration of the contract we have with republic uh for not only this service but they also do the trash collection the recycling collection and they run the landfill they they do the staffing of the landfill those contracts have been purposely timed to all expire at the same time Hmm. and so we are beginning negotiations immediately for uh re for those contracts so i can't tell you what will happen in a year and a half but i know that between now and then our program will continue 
at the same rates. You won't be charged anymore, and uh, and we will we will communicate what the things we hope people will put and only those things in their blue cans so we can keep this going and have it be productive. So so everything that we put in the can is going to leave the county then? Yes. Yep. It all does eventually anyway if yeah. it's being recycled because obviously we don't have any recyclers here, you know, that actually recycle plastics or paper. Right. But, but in this case, all of it will go on a truck, it, it, and that's what has to happen right now. They're going to build what's called a transfer station out at the landfill where uh, Republic brings the recyclables from your blue cans. They, they dump it in this area. It then gets loaded into a hauler truck that will go to Las Vegas to their I think it's called a uh, MRF, but it's a it's a sorting facility for all those recyclables. And if so there are, are any contaminated things, they they may use their own trucks to pick up from the homes, or or is the same trucks they've been using. Same trucks they've been using. I know for a while that that it's, it's been the, the the city trucks that's been picking the stuff up. Mm-mm. Not, not, no, not no, 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 not true. No, there haven't been any city trucks being used. They were uh, Dixie Waste, and Dixie Waste was bought out by Republic uh, a time ago, uh, probably within the last six months. And so, yeah, they're using either Dixie, however you want to look at it, Dixie Waste or Republic trucks, and they're all those blue ones. And then so what they'll do is they'll take those, They'll dump it uh, at, the, at the transfer station and then put it on a truck that's more suitable to hauling that uh, long distances. And it may not even be Republics. They may contract with someone. Yeah. All right. Let me, let me jump in. We've got to get our weather break in. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah. thank, uh, thank, thank, you. thank you for the call. Appreciate it. You bet. One thing I did want to say, and, and this isn't directed at anyone specifically, but uh, if, if you are a modern person who believes in trying to help the environment and believes in trying to hand down a better planet than the one you're on now, uh, you've got to not be lazy when it comes to recycling. So many of us, I ordered a pizza. It's covered in you know pizza remnants, uh, this pizza box. I'm just going to throw it in my recycle because it's cardboard. That doesn't work That's anymore. Right. You can't be lazy and do that. If you really want to be a person who cares about the environment, uh, this is a challenge to you. Sort your garbage, sort it, and put the correct stuff in the recycle bins. Mayor's not going to say that because he's nicer than me, but I'm going to say it. I see a lot of people being really, really lazy with what they put in their recycle bins. Yeah. It becomes a worthless bin just about if you're going to do it that way. You might as well just you know throw well, everything in the trash. You're exactly right, in fact, and, and that's what we've got to really hit you know, in the next few months because we have people, and, and you know, some of them are probably well-meaning. Some of them may not be so well-meaning. Some of it may be just accidental, but we've had everything from tires to diapers, uh, in, dirty in the recycling. Yeah. Yeah, come that's, on. No you know, that's that. not going to work. And so when they're contaminated like that, that l- reduces the value of those uh, of that material. Yeah. And so that's, that's a problem. The one thing I will say is part of this deal is um, all of this that goes, you know, gets picked up and it goes to Vegas to this sorting plant, it doesn't come back. In other words, if they're contaminants, they don't bring that back and put it in our landfill. They deal with it. Um, so personally, I kind of like that, but I want to reduce as much as possible those contaminants. Yeah. The stuff that, as you said, Andy, is garbage. It truly can't be recycled. Yeah. We don't, we don't want to be, even in Clark County, we don't want to be helping to fill their landfill. Absolutely. Let's, not, yeah. let's do it right. And, and we'll try to emphasize that better. Um, 
And then we'll see where the market is in a year and a half. Uh, I know there are going to be people that are always going to want to recycle. We're just going to want to make it as fair to everyone as we possibly can, and we want to make sure it's truly recycling. For a time here, again, honestly, what does this all mean? For a time, uh, this the material is going to be landfilled until we get this transfer station finished. Right. So that there you have the straight scoop. All right, appreciate it, Mayor. Sorry, Craig, we're way late on weather, but we'll go back to the studio. Craig Bennett with the latest in weather. Live from the Hash House of Go-Go, here's Andy Griffin. Thank you. Great to be here. It is the Hash House of Go-Go. It's the Twisted Farm Food, including, we're looking at the side. We see this every week. It's Andy's World Famous Sage Fried Chicken. That's not named after me. It was here before be. I was. Be. But yeah. <laughs> I, I, the only thing I'm famous for is my tangerine pineapple oh, drink. It is so good. He already downed you. I downed mine. Way to go. Man, I was Way looking to forward to that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's very refreshing. Yeah. I'll say this. Yeah. Uh, but come see us at Hash House of Go-Go. Love to, love to see you. I've got a new batch of shirts coming in, but they're not here yet. So I can't give you out a shirt yet, folks. But but uh, when they get here, I will have them here at uh, at Hash House uh, for you to come by and grab. Um, we're talking with Mayor John Pike, the mayor of St. George City. Uh, we talked about recycling a little bit. We talked about uh, the county fair and voter turnout. I did want to talk a little bit about the traffic situation out there at Crimson Cliffs. I know we've talked with uh, Tiffany Atkin over with the police department and stuff, and it's it's definitely something, a concern of yours, something that's heavy on your mind, Mayor. Yeah. Well, as we kind of talked about just a little bit earlier, we, you know, we built uh, essentially two roads. One, one was a total rebuild. One was a brand new road. We extended 2450 South at 3000 East and went all the way through that farmland and then and then turned uh, into the back door, if you will, of Crimson Cliffs High School, mm-hmm. um, and and so that's a really good um, uh, good access point, and and more kids are using it. I understand after the first day of school, when most of them are coming to the front door, right? More are using the back door now, and, and that's, it's designed for that, and and that's why we did it because we didn't want to overwhelm uh, 2000 South, is what the other the front street is. And we wanted to get people off 3,000 East as soon as possible. So that's why there's the the new traffic signal at 3,000 East and 2450 South, as well as the new roads I just mentioned. And then there's another road, and I forget which South it is. Uh, or no, let's see, it'd be it'd be an East. I think it's 34 something, 3480 East. We completely redid so that it was a real road instead of basically kind of an oiled, you know, yeah, a yeah, third yeah. road. <laughs> and so it, that's the thing. It's interesting. When you're when you're tasked as a high school, as a school district, to build these schools, where do you build them? Right. You have to build them where you have the land. And, and so usually that means for the first, you know, year or two especially, maybe even longer, think of Desert Hills. You know, when it was built, there were not many homes around there, um, but you knew there were going to be. And so in, in the case of Washington Fields in, in Washington City and Little Valley in St. George, lots and lots of growth the last few years. Um, they don't build many high schools, as you well know. Right. We only have, you know, so many high schools. But but when they build them, it's going to take a significant acreage. And yeah. so that that is meant in this case, especially when it's right adjacent to the middle school, you're going to have a – you know, a lot of traffic coming in and out of there. So we've been working hard to to be prepared for that. 
Um, in the face of that, then they're building, they built this intermediate school. Um, I, I can't remember what it's called. Is it Washington Field Intermediate? Or I can't remember. But it's on 1140 South, um, just off of 3000 East. And that's uh, where another bottleneck is right now. And so there's a four-way stop sign there uh, that we put in. And frankly, uh, you know, in, in a perfect world, we would have had, had a traffic signal there right. for day one. Um, but frankly, there were some changes just a few months ago to which students were going to go to that school. <laughs> and it kind of it didn't leave us with a lot of time to, to be prepared to do that. So uh, we did kind of what we had to do. And we put up the, the additional two stop signs to make it from a two-way stop to a four-way stop. And that has, at least during those busy times of the day, that has traffic backed up significantly. We have uh, our, our police officers monitoring it closely. You know, if we, if we have to, we'll jump in and they'll become the traffic officers, if right. you will, and, and, uh, and modify, you know, the, if you will, like we did at 2000 South last year, and, and be the traffic control. But what, what I'm excited to be able to say is it's not going to take too long. And I, I can't give you a precise date, but I believe within about a month we'll have a permanent traffic signal at that location. And our engineers have been busting tail you know, um, designing it, and they've been working with the Utah Department of Transportation on getting some of the, you know, the arms and the, they call them arms and, and posts for the actual, you know, traffic poles, um, signal poles, and um, they have some available that we can buy instead of having to wait, which is what we were going to have to do. Uh, it's tough to get that steel. Sometimes it takes four months, maybe oh, even wow. five, uh, with steel the way it is. So, we're not going to have to do that. Um, we also have Dixie Power, uh, who's uh, on point to come in and you know provide the power to it quickly. So I really believe, and there will be more sent out to parents on this probably in the next day or so. I would think by tomorrow that we'll kind of explain that plan. But um, but probably in about a month that will be live. And and I wouldn't say that if it wasn't going to be close because yeah. I don't I don't want to be. Uh, overly optimistic and have people upset, but um, ideally that would have already been done. And you know, like I say, for various reasons, it just wasn't. And I hope that uh, next time, one of the things I'd like to do, and I've said this on social media, I'd like for us to actually own a, you know, some temporary, you know, traffic signals. It's not cheap to do that, but um, there, it's really expensive to rent them uh, to the to the extent of five hundred dollars a day. To rent those, and so that's why we said, well, by the time we could get one, and um, you know, get it, get it all, you know, uh, here and get it all rigged and you know, set up, we might be close to having the permanent one anyway, permanent right. one in. Yeah. Anyway, so that's where we're going. But I think it would be good for us if we can, if we can afford to do it, to just simply buy one and have one down here, so that when we have these issues come up in the future, you know, whether it's, you know, for a school area or any area where we're just a little bit, um, you know, tight uh, for the time it takes to get a permanent traffic signal up, we'd have this available. So we'll, we'll kind of see, and then maybe we could share that, you know, and do that amongst the, the various cities. So we'll, we'll see. We're working on that. Um, typically, uh, even with the, all the growth we've had, 
we haven't put in as many traffic signals as we have recently. Last year, we installed six, uh, our last fiscal year. This year, we'll do a similar number. It'll be five or six. Hmm. And we budgeted for that. But I'm, t- I'm telling you, it really, it takes a lot of work to even get those done. Even though you budgeted for the money, it takes a lot of work to design them, to get the property, because you don't always own the property. Right. It kind of depends. Right. Like in this yeah. situation, we may not own all that right away. So lots of stuff has to happen. But it's happening. Uh, it's been being worked on. It's just, you know, couldn't get it done quite as in the time frame we had. Some people say, well, you knew the school was coming. Uh, and we did, but what we didn't know were the boundaries. The boundaries kind of changed, and some of that was due to parent uh, involvement, parent, uh, you know, uh, wishes, and and it just meant, you know, it was busier and more uh, safety critical than it would have been. You, when you've got kids crossing three thousand east, that's an issue. Yeah, you gotta, for sure. First and foremost, we got to take care of the you know, safety, the health and safety of those students. And that's what I heard over and over again. In fact, Terry Hutchinson reiterated that yesterday when yep. he was on the show, that the, the, the safety of the students is the number number one priority. Yep. Uh, we want to get some more advice of, for maybe for what people should do as they, as they face this problem when we come back. I've got to get a commercial break in. Okay. want to thank Joe Shoney, local loan consultant, focusing on uh, customer service. Uh, Joe and his team uh, really want to help you out. They get 4.9 out of 5 stars online with the social survey reviews. That's an incredible number. Like I said, if you're you're looking for a product on on Amazon and you see a product that has 4.9 out of 5 stars, you're going to buy it right away. Well, that's how it is with Joe Shoney. Uh, Let me give you a couple of reviews. This is Suzette from Washington, Utah. Said he was professional, quick, personal, and easy to work with. Richard in Duck Creek said Joe was very personable and explicit regarding procedures with the loan. So give Joe Shoney a call. Phone number is uh, 435-586-0063, or you can email Joe, joe.shoney, that's S-C-H-O-N-E-Y, at nefinc.com. We'll be back right after this timeout. Live from the Hash House of Go-Go, here's Andy Griffin. Thank you. I'm with Mayor John Pike, uh, St. George City Mayor. Great to be here at Hash House of Go-Go. They always treat us so well here. If you haven't been to Hash House of Go-Go, you need to come down and try their food. It's unbelievable. It's not what you expect. I mean, you go to a, a supposed pancake place, and you're going to get some pancakes and eggs and sausage. And, yeah, they have that stuff, but there's this a bizarre twist on everything. They serve these fried mashed potatoes with breakfast, including some, I don't even know how to describe this, hardened cheese thing on top. It's it's incredible. They'll serve you. They'll you can have a, uh, uh, a hash platter basically that has uh, meatloaf in it. Uh, I mean, there, there's some inc- there's some incredible food here. And I know Mayor's pretty conservative. He's usually getting waffles. <laughs> I had Kenny Nielsen, Washington State uh-huh. Mayor, on last week. He ordered oatmeal. You know what? I, I said, you're a hash house of go-go. What are you ordering oatmeal you know, isn't for? That funny? That's almost what I was thinking about today, too. So <laughs> Kenny and I must be on the same wavelength. You must wavelength. be. Must, yeah. It must, must, be, must be something to do with being mayors. Mayor. Yeah. Only got about five minutes left. I want to, if you would, uh, first of all, two things I want to talk about. This, the update on the St. George uh, Airport runway. Yeah. And, but first, let's talk about, we were talking about all that traffic out there with the, uh, the, the couple of new schools and you know, trying to get everything sorted away. Do you have some advice for people that have to deal with that on a daily basis? Is there something they can do to help help a little bit? Well, I think there are a couple things, and, and they're they're pretty obvious, and frankly, most people are already doing them. The first, first day is always the craziest. Yeah. Second's a little better. Um, people, what they do is they learn what, you, you know, we would all learn, which is 
alternative routes. You mm-hmm. know, so that's first thing is if you're finding one particular way, maybe the shortest normally, but but today, given you know the situation is the lack of a light, um, you know, find an alternative route. Second is again kind of obvious, but maybe hard for us all to do. Go a little earlier. Yeah. You know, if you can, if we can lengthen the the time period and not have everyone going in the same fifteen minutes, that would help. Uh, and and then you know the third thing and probably most important thing is try to be patient. You know, yeah. and and really again think about it. This is about the health and safety and lives of our kids. And in, in this particular case, these are, you know, these are fifth and sixth graders. So we want to be really careful, you know, make sure that, uh, that, that, that they're safe. So anyway, those are probably the three things I would say, consider a different route, go earlier. Um, and, uh, and then just be patient and be careful. Try, you know, if in doubt, wait, you know, if they're, if you're, if you're concerned, who's got the right of way or whatever, always make sure that the, the, the pedestrians have, you know, yeah. are, are yeah. protected. And and for that matter, pedestrians, be aware. Even kids, be yeah. aware. You know, uh, I, I, I it, it cracks me up sometimes. I'll be walking with someone, and they'll walk right out of the street and say, well, I had right away. I'm like, you may have had right away, but that 300-pound vehicle doesn't care. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you know, and if it hits you, you're going to lose. That's, so. that's right. You can you can be right, but you can be dead. Right, right. And, and, dead, and, exactly. and we don't want that. Wasn't so. there a movie about that? No, that was The Quick and the Dead. This would <laughs> yeah. be The Right and the Dead. That's right. But uh, Okay, uh, St. Air- George Airport, Airport and the runway, are we on target? Yes. Are, we, are we progressing well? Yes, in fact, we're doing well schedule um what that's what that's going to translate to is it'll just mean we're for sure able to reopen on september 26th at this point we can't really change all the the plans and you know get the planes and the people and flight reservations to happen any sooner but the contractor's actually been ahead of schedule awesome and uh, he uh jp excavation uh i don't believe they've started yet but they're any minute they're going to start paving Wow! So they're all wow. done excavating. They're they're almost they're really done filling. What they're they've they've been placing the last of the um, the the moisture barrier. Yeah. And then there's some rock that goes on top of that, and a little bit of kind of weed barrier like stuff that keeps dust dirt from getting in to the drainage rock that that is in the middle of there. And then on top of that, they put road base and then they pave. And my understanding is they have put placed the last of the moisture barrier. They're just working on on the last section, I believe, on some of those last uh, uh, last levels. And uh, so, yeah, all the digging's done, all the, you know, the re- replacing the dirt's done. They're just doing that, those last things, and I believe they'll be paving. If they aren't already, they will be in the next day or two. And, and so it will be open, uh, I'm confident, September 26th. Uh, we're doing some other things, you know, while they're doing this. We're installing some really big fans in, in the uh, TSA area yeah. uh, of, of the airport. We're also uh, adding to the ramp, which is where the tra- uh, planes park, uh, because we've got an extra plane that they got to have there overnight for the Dallas-Fort Worth. Yeah, flight. yeah, I'm so, excited about that. Yep, so it's going to be ready. Cool, cool. Yep. Now, now, we've got a promotion we're putting together, and I can't really let too many details out, but it's going to involve flying uh, a couple of winners to uh, one of the destinations cool. from St. George Airport to see a very, very, very big 
1980s pop star. Awesome. 70s, 80s, 90s pop star. Uh, we, we haven't nailed down all the details yet, but I can tell you this is going to be a pretty pretty big deal, pretty well, neat deal. That's great. On par with our giving away the cruise last May. Yep. It's going to be or May or June, whenever that was. It's going to be right up there with that. So it's going to what maybe, a great thing to bigger. Yeah, yeah so that's fantastic. We're excited. And we appreciate Rich Staymeyer out at the airport for uh, uh, keeping that project on task. I know he's the airport manager. Yep. And, uh, and uh, Jack Hunter, who runs the museum out there, wanted yep. me to remind people the airport is not closed. The runway is closed. That's, that's true. Helicopters are still flying out there, and that's the museum true. is still open. So that is exactly right. Thanks for bringing that up. John Pike, Mayor of St. George City, thank you so much. It's been you a bet. pleasure hanging out with you, you today. Bet. As always, and Andy. talking. And uh, again, we're out of time. This is 